0: So it was a a great, but busy weekend. Um, On Saturday, I gave the talk on women in the Bible, if if you haven't had a chance to see it. It it was a really eye-opening for me to go back and learn what I had learned in scripture classes and the importance of the Bible. And then we had a beautiful wedding here for one of our employees, Melissa, that she's one of the reasons that we're able to keep things going at the Association of Marian Helpers. And I drove to Boston class uh, that same night and did an evening talk, and at the time, um, uh, Jim Wahlberg, who is the brother of Mark Wahlberg, um, came up to the table and said that he's a huge fan of the Marian live streams, which was uh, a nice, pleasant surprise. And he said, actually, my wife's even a bigger fan, so we're excited because we'll be working with with, uh, Jim Wahlberg in the future. We've arranged to have him on the EWTN show, so please look out for that. But it was at that conference that I did a particular talk that I had never done in public before, and I had did once a long time ago online, but I want to talk about it because I think it relates to this. Now. The talk that I gave, one I had never done publicly, was something that I failed when I read this gospel passage this morning, fits perfectly. All right. There are so many messes in the world right now. And I asked the group there in Boston, why do you think that is? And there was all kinds of great answers. Now, there were answers like people are not praying, people are not going to mass. People are not believing in the Eucharist. Absolutely, that's a problem, but that's a symptom of a lack of faith, all right? People, other people said suicides, depression, anxiety. Said, yeah, but again, those are symptoms. Symptoms of a lack of hope. You don't have hope. You turn to suicide. You turn to, you, you fall into despair. You fall into great anxiety. And other people said wars and hatred. I said, again, that's a symptom. That's not the cause of our messes. That's a symptom. That's from a lack of love. So I said, what then is the problem? And somebody said, well, Father, it sounds like a lack of faith, hope, and love. I said, exactly. And where do you get the supernatural virtues of faith, hope, and love? Baptism. I personally believe the reason that we are in the trouble that we are in is these generations that are now growing up, started back in the 60s, 70s, 80s, mostly, we stopped baptizing baptizing our children. Now, on the natural level, yeah, you could have hope, oh, I hope I win the lottery. On the natural level, I can have love. I love Michigan football. I love ice cream. I could even love my spouse on a natural level. I could love my brother on a natural level. But you cannot have supernatural faith, hope, and love if you are not baptized. You can't. It's a gift. You cannot earn it on your own like you do prudence, or fortitude, or justice, or temperance. I can develop temperance on my own by fasting. I can develop prudence on my own by thinking before I speak. Not those three virtues. So I, I said this at the conference. I personally believe not baptizing our children has now caught up with us. And has now been the reason over years and years and years, there are priests out in parishes that are telling me they only have a couple baptisms a year now. Are you kidding? There used to be a couple baptisms a week. Now we have a couple baptisms a year? This is shocking. And so without it, we don't have the supernatural level of faith. And so this is a very important, critical thing. Please, we implore you, we beg you, baptize your children. Only one parent has to agree. Even if one parent is adamantly against it, if one parent desires and chooses to baptize, and I give a whole thing about infant baptism, and I did a talk one time online. Again, you can find it. Now, why do I bring that up? I think it applies so beautifully to this passage. Because what this, what this brings about is faith on a supernatural level. Now, this man was able, and by the way, we don't mention Bartimaeus, but the other gospels, I believe he's called Bartimaeus, is the fact that he can get this faith because he's in the presence of Jesus. Jesus was in his physical presence. So he was able to be able to generate faith. But how is Jesus in our presence today? Is he literally going to walk in this room? Maybe not manifest in that way, but where does he present? Where is he present? In the sacraments. You too, like Bartimaeus in the presence of Jesus had faith. We too need faith in the presence of Jesus, which we do in the sacraments. That's why baptism gives us that. Now, even when you're baptized... Does that mean that you're going to have perfect faith, hope, and love? No, you you have to inform your conscience. You have to inform your conscience. You know, there's something going viral around the Internet right now. I don't know if you've heard it or seen it, but a priest in Ireland, Father Sean Sheehy, God bless him, gave a homily, and in the homily, he mentioned that same-sex actions, relations, contraception, and transgenderism are sins. Now, what I didn't know in that video, and it wasn't mentioned in the video when you see it because it's only facing him at the altar, is Ireland has gone completely jumped on this story, but I thought to defend the priest, it's the opposite. It's been to attack the priest. Ireland's equivalent of their main news station there reported that most people walked out of that homily. And when you go back to the homily, you could hear the priest address him. And he said, for all of you who are leaving, he said, you're making the wrong choice. You're making the wrong choice. Sadly, the diocese issued an apology letter saying that this is not the teachings of the church. Um, Excuse me, that is the teachings of the church. The priest had it correct. And as a fellow priest, I feel the obligation to pray and, and the obligation to defend that priest. He did nothing wrong but speak the truth. So they had a big radio show on the national thing of Ireland, and this woman called up and she said, I walked out, I was there. She says, I was one of the parishioners that I was there. How dare he say that those things are mortal sins? Excuse me, you have not informed your conscience. You have not let the gift of faith even if you're baptized, to develop, because you are blocking it. This is blindness. This is blindness. And this is what Bartimaeus is begging Jesus to heal. You think we're just talking about physical blindness here? No. We're talking about spiritual blindness. There's a couple passages in the diary. I'm going to have Brother Uh, read passage 400, but I want to read you passage 1766. He'll read 17... uh, I'm sorry, he'll read 400, uh, postulant Paul, but uh, passage 1766. During this reading, my soul was filled with deep repentance. I saw all the ingratitude of creatures... Toward their creator and Lord, I ask God to protect me from such spiritual blindness. This is a problem of spiritual blindness. This is what Bartimaeus asks Jesus to heal him from. We are spiritually blind. We are not informing our consciences. We are not seeing the truth. Now, how do you heal your blindness? Lord, I don't know what to, I mean, I want to believe, but I don't know what to believe. How did Jesus heal this man's blindness? He touched him, right? The presence of Jesus touched him. How today do we heal our blindness? God, in the same way, heals our blindness by giving us the clearness of vision. He gives us the truth through the magisterium. You want blindness cured? Pick up the catechism. Father, I don't care about no catechism. I only read the Bible. Sorry, you got to have a supplement. 2 Thessalonians 2.15 tells us this. The last chapter or the last passage of the last gospel of John tells us not everything's in the Bible. Is artificial intelligence in the Bible? No. Is nuclear war in the Bible? No. These are things that, that are not in the Bible, but it doesn't mean they're not important. The catechism explains all of these moral issues using the Bible. Do you know almost every passage from the Bible, I mean, a book of the Bible is quoted in the catechism, referenced in the catechism, referred to in the catechism? I think there's 73 books in the Bible, and I think like 69 of those 73 books are referenced in the catechism. The catechism puts to light the scriptures. It puts it to our meaning today. When the Bible was written, there was no such thing as nuclear war. There was no such thing as human cloning. There was no such thing as artificial intelligence. There was no such thing as transgenderism. So how could the Bible address those things? The catechism takes those passages from the Bible and applies them to the current events of the time. That's how we heal our blindness. So there's no excuse for us to be blind. Just like Jesus healed Bartimaeus, he heals our spiritual blindness by giving us the magisterium to show us the light. Now you might say, well, gee, Father Chris, it doesn't sound like the magisterium sees the light. And if you look at the bishop who issued an apology, I guess I would agree with you the bishop who issued the apology saying i apologize for this is not church teaching yes that's incorrect so what we have to say is stick with the true teaching of the church a bishop speaking one bishop speaking alone is not the magisterium this is where people get confused they hear one bishop or one cardinal say one thing and they say it's allowed not mentioning names here, but we have one priest well-known going around teaching homosexual, act, act, homosexual acts are not a sin. Well, Father, that must mean it's okay. He's a priest. No, he is not the magisterium. I am not the magisterium. If you hear me get up here and say under certain circumstances abortion is okay or marriage could be redefined, I'm not the magisterium. You don't listen to me. My goal is to teach you what the magisterium teaches you. My goal is to bring to you the scriptures, the teaching of the church, and the magisterial statements that give you what you need to make wise decisions and inform your consciences. And that's what I tried to do for the election. Now, when we do that, we heal our blindness. All of a sudden, we see clear. All of a sudden, we have a vision, and it's based in Scripture, but the Catechism takes it to a level that applies it today. So don't listen to one rogue bishop or one rogue cardinal or one rogue priest. Go to what the Church has defined through her magisterium, the Church documents, the statements of dogmatic revelation, Scripture, the catechism. These are the places to go. And when we do, like Bartimaeus, we'll be healed. But we'll be healed of something much worse than physical blindness. We will be healed of spiritual blindness. And this is why, when people come, there is 40,000 or something like that, other Christian denominations. They all have a different truth. Every one of them, or they would be the same religion. Everyone has a different teaching or a different truth, or they would be the same religion. How do you know which one is true? Well, I go with the one started by Jesus Christ. Only the Catholic faith, started by Jesus Christ, has this and continues to give it to us, not to be hindrances to us, but to allow us to see clearly, to not be blind to be informed in our conscience, so we can make those decisions and live the moral law according to God, stay in a state of grace and inherit eternal life. But those people walking out of that mass literally have made the decision, as that priest said, you're making the wrong decision. And as I always say, and people get mad at me for this, When I say these are not my words, I'm sorry, I don't mean I'm apologizing for the truth. When I say these are not my words and I'm sorry, I'm meaning, I'm sorry you don't like it. It's the truth and I'm not gonna change it because you don't like it. So that's what I mean by sorry, meaning like, sorry, there's nothing I can do. I'm not apologizing for the truth. I'm saying, sorry, there's nothing I can do about it. I'm a priest and my job is to teach the truth. Now, when I say they're not my words, I do not mean by any means I don't agree with them. These are all, or I wouldn't be up here preaching. There is not one single thing when you read the catechism that doesn't fit together like a beautiful puzzle. There's not one single thing in that book, and I have read it cover to cover, that I personally don't agree with. Why? Because praise be to God, He's left me with many faults, but not spiritual blindness and the fact that I'm willing to follow church teaching. You can become unblind, if that's a word, anytime you want by simply saying, Lord, how did Barmaea say it? Lord, please let me see. That's it. Lord, please let me see. If Catholics would have done this, Abortion would not be allowed because we would know the dignity of human life. So praise be to God. Let us use this example today and ask our Lord to heal our blindness.
1: Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you. Please follow or subscribe to this podcast to receive the latest episodes and updates. If you have been blessed by this podcast, I invite you to leave a review. Reviews greatly improve our podcast ranking And God bless you.